Hey, it's Tron. I wanted to give you a preview of the 2024 Self Storage Hawaii Unconference that will take place on the Big Island at the Marriott Waikoloa Resort uh, October 21 through 25, 2024. We are going back to the Marriott Waikoloa, and I'll tell you why. So I've looked at uh, lots of other places where we could go and hold our unconference. I've toured about every property on the Big Island. Uh, I've been working on uh, Maui, and uh, so here's where it comes down to. And, polling all of our past attendees and people who are possible future attendees. One of the main things that people always come back with when I ask them about what makes this work for you, the room rates are a big, big part of their answers. So. Uh, there are places we could go to that are quite elegant and lovely and have wonderful amenities, but nobody that I've talked to is willing to pay five or $600 a night for a room. That just kind of takes the, the fun out of it for most people. Uh, so, uh, in looking around, I've had to uh, let all the meeting planners know we need to be in the 200s or 300s, no higher than that, or we just, or it's just not interesting for people, because it's a long trip to, to get there, and you want to be able to spend enough time there. You want to bring your family along if if you can work it out in your schedule. You want to spend some extra time there. You don't want to just come in Tuesday and leave Thursday. That's uh, what's the point of that? But in order to make that work, the room rates have to be friendly. So the room rates we've secured for the Marriott Waikoloa are dynamite. It's $305 a night for the full ocean front, $285 a night for the ocean view. And those are nice rooms. You have a nice view from those. Uh, and then $275 for the pool views which are nice too because the pool is in the direction of the beach and the sunset. So fantastic rates. That will allow us uh, to stay longer, enjoy more, and feel like we're getting a better value. So that's tremendous. Uh, also, that uh, Waikoloa Resort has so much to offer. They're at least a half a dozen really good restaurants within a short walk. Uh, you don't even have to rent a car if you don't want to. So many fun things and good things within a short walk. Uh, it also has a lovely set of pools, uh, a beautiful beach on a very friendly bay that's easy for swimming, and uh, you've got the Ocean Sports uh, Company right there where you can uh, go out on their boats for sunset cruises or snorkel cruises, rent equipment from them to uh, do stand-up paddle boarding or kayaking or uh, snorkeling right there in the bay. Uh, it's just 
check so many boxes. I know I've had people say, well, why don't you do it on another island? Or people say, let's go to Maui. And, and yes, I like that idea. And uh, other people I've talked to and, and polled like that idea. But here's the problem with Maui. The devastation from the catastrophe there at Lahaina uh, just, it's, it's too much. The, the ripple effects of that are going to make it very difficult uh, to do things like what we're trying to do on Maui for 2024. Uh, also, the room rates are not in the 200s for sure. But I'm working with meeting planners uh, in Maui for 2025 to see what we can come up with. Because the, the hope is by 2025, there has been enough rebuilding and recovery that uh, Maui then becomes an attractive destination for people. I know lots of us, including myself, would love to go spend money on Maui because tourism drives everything on Maui and without money coming in, it's going to be very hard for people to to rebuild. But uh, it just it just doesn't work with the room rates and everything else that's going on. Not this year. I'm trying to do it for 2025. I think it's probably going to work, uh, but we'll see. In any case, for 2024, we're going back to the Marriott Waikoloa. Now, what some people have talked about doing is uh, spending a couple days on Maui or Oahu or Kauai before or after the unconference because it's very easy to island hop there with Hawaiian Airlines or uh, whichever uh, airline you like to fly with. It's easy to jump around there. And I am working on getting some rate accommodations for the properties I've been talking to in Maui. So if someone wants to go spend a couple days in Maui uh, before or after the unconference, it, it might be a little more possible for you to do that. Anyway, that's the story on our hotel. Now, the other big story is that we're going to really reinvent how we do things at the unconference because that would be an unconferency thing to do, right? Is to take what's been working and do something different because it's time to do something different. Uh, so, a couple of the things that we will keep because they work so well and people enjoy them so much will be the Tuesday evening reception. That's just lovely. We're going to do that again on the Paniolo Terrace and have a fantastic sunset and an opportunity to take a, a group photo at the beginning of the proceedings and so on. So we'll do that again and that'll be a cash bar with some light appetizers. That's been such a, a popular event that's always our best attended uh, part of the unconference and it's such a, a nice setting to catch up with old friends meet new friends and kind of get things started so that we will do for sure the other thing we're going to continue to do is our group breakfast round tables uh, with some experts and residents so people really love the the long breakfast so we'll start breakfast at 8 will be done at 9.30-ish. 
I say ish because it's an unconference, right? Sometimes we we do what we feel like doing. Uh, and then we'll have a, a group of industry experts there that you can talk to uh, or just talk to your fellow attendees. People have found so much value in these long breakfasts. Uh, one, the food's pretty good. And two, the conversations are fantastic. So we're going to definitely do that again. That, that's been very popular. And we'll do those breakfasts on the Paniolo Terrace where we do the reception. Uh, because it's also a fabulous place to sit in the morning and just kind of, you know, see the morning come on. So we'll do that for sure. Uh, we're going to be in different meeting rooms uh, this year uh, we, in 2024. Uh, we were in the Naupaka rooms, which worked great, but we're moving over to the Paniolo rooms, which are right by the Paniolo Terrace, where we have the reception and the breakfast. And those rooms are a little bit more intimate, will fit our group a little bit better, and they have some high tech in there. Because uh, in the 2023 unconference, we said no PowerPoints, no, no, no. It was going to be not that. In 2025, I've got something very special lined up where we will definitely need some screens to be able to, to process what's going on. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Uh, so the Paniolo rooms will be great because they are... They're even closer than the Naupaka room. So everything we're gonna do for the unconference is, is basically five minutes from your room. So it makes it so easy to do everything. Uh, we're gonna uh, try to get together for some pre-conference, pre-unconference activities as well. So once again, we're gonna do a snorkel cruise on Monday uh, and the, the ocean sports uh, boat Sea Smoke will pick us up on the beach in front of the hotel. Uh, then we'll go out a ways. There's probably a half a dozen really good snorkeling spots, pretty close uh, sail from our hotel bay. We'll find one of those and snorkel for a while and come on back. We'll be back by probably noon. Uh, there's always good snacks and drinks on board and great conversations. And, you know, even if only a half a dozen of us go out on that, it is a lovely, lovely time. Now, that is a separate registration, so you would go to Ocean Sports to register for that for yourself. But we're doing that. Uh, we're also going to do something that, that people have asked us about in the past, but we just kind of never got it done. On Tuesday morning, we're going to go for a horse ride. You think, what? Hawaii horse ride? Huh? Well, the big island was big cattle country. And the reason you hear the word Paniolo when you're talking about the big island is that's the Hawaiian word for the Hispanic cowboys that came over to help take care of the cattle and run the ranches very, very early on when the Hawaiian kingdom first started getting cattle and trying to figure out what to do. Uh, one thing that's pretty fascinating about Hawaiian history is for a while Hawaii was the largest supplier of meat and uh, beef for the west coast of the United States 
because it was cheaper and easier before the railroads to put cattle on a ship in Hawaii, sail them to San Francisco, than it was to try and get them from the Great Plains of Kansas and Texas or wherever those herds were across to California. So the Big Island was cattle country and they're still working cattle farms up in the hills and up in the Koala Mountains and that's where we're going to go riding. Uh, we'll have some amazing views way up above the ocean. It'll just be fantastic. So that'll also be a separate registration and I'll have the details for you uh, as soon as I've got those all put together. But that's going to be fantastic. So um, that'll be Tuesday morning's activities. Uh, we will again try to do a couple other things that have been fantastic. So stargazing has been very popular. Uh, you know, I have to check and see when the full moon and the new moon is for October 2024 because in I forget if it was in 2021 or 2022, we were there for a full moon. And I mean, it was amazing, but you couldn't really see the stars very well. Uh, last year, we had a new moon just a few days before the unconference. So the stargazing was fantastic. Uh, although we weren't able to kind of get it done as a group last year, because, you know, as an unconference, we're flexible. <laughs> things happen and things don't happen. Uh, so we'll try to put together a stargazing group again, and hopefully this time we'll be able to go up to the visitor center at Mauna Kea, uh, up above the clouds, where you can just about touch the stars if you reach out. It's incredible. Uh, one of the reasons people love going to Hawaii is it's one of the darkest places on Earth. There is so little light pollution there. You can almost imagine what it must have been like before electric lighting uh, took over the world. It's fantastic. Anyway, we'll do that. Uh, we'll have golf again. So we'll have a group of people putting together a couple golf outings. Uh, in 2023, I think they went out two or three times to play golf. And the golf courses on the Big Island are amazing. Uh, and there's plenty to play. So. If you're a golfer, you definitely want to come and do that. Another thing we're going to do in 2024, which is a lot of fun, is we've got a, a couple of our unconference folks putting together a group of families who are going to bring their younger children with them and do some kid activities, which would be great. Because I always encourage people to bring your kids and bring your family because it is such a wonderful, unique experience. It's such a lovely resort to stay at. And, uh, you know, if your kids haven't seen enough of Hawaii, uh, I don't, actually, I don't know who's seen enough of Hawaii, but it's a great place to bring your kids. The other thing that I love so much about what happens when people bring their kids along is your kids really get to see you in your element as a business leader and as a as a cool adult who's you know got friends from all around the world and is talking business and doing deals and chilling out and it's a wonderful thing for your kids to see because uh, i don't know how, how much your younger children you know your your you know tweens and below kids actually get to see of what you do in your professional life 
if you're like most parents, you just, you know, you do your work and then you stop your work and then you have your family time, but your kids maybe don't even know how you act or what you do. And this is such a great opportunity for them to see you in your element and to get and to understand what what sort of a life they could build for themselves. Because let's face it, if you're coming to spend a week and a half on Hawaii and part of that time you're hanging out enjoying life with your family and part of that time you're enjoying life doing some great business, man, you got life figured out if you can do that. And, and, I, and I think you want your kids to get their lives figured out too. So uh, bring your kids, uh, let me know uh, if you are bringing kids and I'll put you in touch with the, the folks that are putting together the family outings, that's going to be really nice. The other thing we'll try again is to go down to the volcanoes. Now we'll just have to see what it looks like because we had some uh, pretty good eruption activity in um, 22. Uh, we were able to see the caldera really glow pretty nicely. There was no activity for 2023, but it's still amazing to go down there because it's like being on the surface of the moon. It's just incredible down there in the volcano park. Uh, so we'll try to do that again. And uh, if all goes well, uh, Mike Richards, the director of science camps, will be there to, to give you commentary and tour because when he's leading his science camps in the summer for high school age kids from all over the world, he's, he's helping them study and understand what happens on this volcano island of Hawaii. And it's really fascinating. Anyway, there's all that. So the other thing I wanna kind of give you a preview on is what we're gonna do for our sessions. All right, so we're, we're gonna have some very interesting sessions come up. Uh, one thing we're planning is uh, one of our Hawaii unconference people is from Maui, managed properties on Maui, was there the day of the devastation up on the hill over, over Lahaina watching what was happening so he could kind of see what was happening to all the properties he managed, including a self-storage property that burned to the ground. He's going to have some amazing stories to share about just what kind of madness happened that day and in the weeks after and, and how he and his family and his circle of people were able to deal with that and cope with that. And then the management of all of this. I mean, most of us have had to manage some sort of a disaster in our uh, commercial property management lives. Uh, I know uh, at, a, at one time I was in charge of the protection plan and uh, payouts and claims for a large company. And we had a, a couple of ugly incidents that took a long time to take care of and so many upset people and so many difficult stories. Uh, but nothing, nothing on the scale of this. Uh, you know, I think you probably have to have lived through a war or lived through some of the horrible wildfires that we've gotten recently in some of the western states to 
like in Colorado or California to even come close to imagining the scale of what happened there on Maui. So he's going to talk about how he and his people were able to manage that somehow and then how they've approached the recovery and the rebuilding. Uh, I mean, it is both a horribly sad but also inspiring and uplifting story to hear just, you know, how do people deal with such horrible stuff and then come to find some way to figure it out as best as possible. So that's going to be pretty amazing. But on a big positive note, one of the things we're going to do this time is we're going to have a new technology business breakthrough pitch contest. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. So it's not going to be exactly like Shark Tank on TV, but maybe a little bit. Uh, it might be more like something you'd see at a local startup weekend or a Techstars event or something like that. What we're going to do is, in the end, we're going to have four finalists spend as much time as they can that week with us, attending our group breakfasts, being a part of our discussions, and then on Thursday morning, they're going to pitch their ideas to us. They'll have some time to pitch, and then there'll be some Q&A time, and then we'll move on to other topics, and then Friday, they'll come back for some additional Q&A and clarification, and then Friday, we're going to vote and have first place, second place, third place, fourth place winners, and if all goes well, there'll be some attractive cash prizes and so on for the people pitching. So this is going to be really interesting and amazing because as you know, the self-storage business, like every other business, is now a connected technology business. And what we're always looking for is improvements to our technology and our business processes and innovations and uh, integrations and, and new ideas. And that's what we're going to get. So here's how we're going to put that together. So a couple things. Uh, I'm putting together a group of advisors, uh, some folks I know locally in the Columbia, Missouri area, and then folks I know all around the world who are involved in startups and venture capital. And we're going to cast a wide net for newer, younger companies that want to come pitch to us. We're kind of putting together the criteria now, but basically it needs to be a company that uh, has a product or a service that works for commercial property management or commercial property in general. If it's specific to self-storage, that's cool too. Uh, and people who have uh, ideas and products and services for sustainability and decarbonizing because we're all going to have to work on sustainability and decarbonizing no matter what industry we're in. So it applies to us. We're going to cast a wide net and look for young companies working on these issues and problems and opportunities, but they already have to have a product or a service that's in the market. They've got to have some customers. 
They've got to be beyond their minimally viable product, right? They've got to have some customers. They've got to have some revenue coming in. But we're going to put a cap on the, on the annualized revenue they're bringing in because we don't want big companies wanting to pitch because the big companies already have a way to market to us and tell us what they're doing. We want to do this with smaller companies who already have a tiny bit of traction, a product or service that works, customers that, that they're satisfying, but not so big that they don't need us, right? That's, sort of, that's kind of the sweet spot we're looking for. And if any of you have ideas on how to set that criteria up, that would be helpful. So we're working on that. And then we would have some requirements that we would put on these companies. So one, they're gonna to have to pay their own way to come to the unconference and pitch to us live because we're a small budget operation, right? We don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on things sometimes, right? So uh, they're gonna to have to be willing to do that. We will comp them registration though so that you know their meals will be included and they can attend all the sessions and so on. We'll do that as a part of their pitch process, but they're gonna to have to pay their own way they're also going to have to stay at the host hotel because I want them on property so that you can bump into them when you're at the unconference and they can bump into you and the, the follow-on discussions and the bigger discussions that happen away from the meeting rooms happen because that's where the really interesting stuff goes on. So they're going to have to stay at the host hotel. They're going to have to pay their way to get there. Uh, and then we'll see what we can do for prize money. So one, I'm putting together a group of advisors who are gonna help us cast the wide net to find potential companies to pitch us. And then they're also gonna help us vet them. So if you'd like to be on the advisory group, I'm gonna try very hard not to take a whole bunch of time from you. Basically, what I'm asking from the advisors is Give me a couple guidelines to help me put this together so it's gonna be a great pitch event. If you know of anybody who's doing something that should get pitched to us, let's talk about them, pass them on to me as we get our, our process and our application together, make sure that they're applying. And then please be available to, to look at some of the companies that uh, wanna pitch to us because I wanna get a lot of opinions on, on that company and the founders and the idea and the concept because when we get down to the four finalists, I want them to be good. They gotta be good because that'll make it so interesting. And then once the advisors have helped me kind of winnow down the group, uh, I'm gonna put this out to the entire storage industry so that everyone can vote on who they think should be the four finalists. And I don't know how many companies are gonna to wanna to pitch to us. Is it gonna be two? Is it gonna be 2,000? I have no idea what we end up with. But it could be really interesting because all the ideas that these, these folks are gonna to pitch to us are gonna get our brain gears spinning. It's gonna be so interesting. So that'll be fascinating when we get to the point where I can put out to the entire industry Here's all of the semi-finalists that we've narrowed down 
and look at them. Which four do you want to pitch, uh, want to see pitch to us? And then those four will get invited to come pitch. So that's going to be really cool. Now, the other thing I, I need to put together is a group of people to put up some prize money because we want to have some attractive prize money for the first, second, third, fourth place winners. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how we should put that together. Uh, I would be happy to hold that prize money and award it from the unconference. Now, if I'm holding it though, we're gonna hold, I'm gonna have to hold back like 10% of the prize money to cover expenses because moving money around, there's fees, all that kind of stuff, there's admin costs. So we'd have to hold back a little bit of that to cover some of the admin costs. But you might want to pledge some prize money coming from your fund or your company or, or your philanthropy and just say, great, we'll put up, we'll directly pay prize money to first, second, third, fourth place winner of X or Y dollars. Great, that would be fantastic. That would make life easy. We just need to make sure that uh, it is pledged properly so that when, when the winner um, is announced, they actually get the money, right? So we have to make sure that that's all put together well, and I trust that you would certainly do that. Uh, so that could be fascinating because uh, a sponsorship could be prize money sponsorship. Your company's going to put in $5,000, let's say, towards the pot, the prize pot. What a fantastic sponsorship to have because we're going to put this out to the whole storage industry for everybody to see what's, what's being pitched to us and what new ideas are brewing. So you're going to get a ton of exposure on that. Uh, also, if you're going to be putting up prize money either through the unconference or directly yourself, that's going to give you access to all of these uh, companies because you might want to adopt some of these things or become an early user or become an investor. Uh, so the prize pot is going to be important. We need to put that together. So I'm going to need some help either collecting the prize money that the unconference will hold to award or getting pledges from you as to how much you'd be willing to award to first, second, third, fourth place winners. Uh, that'll make it really worth it for people to come pitch to us. So there's that. And then the other thing that we need to do from here as well, well, there's two other things, I guess. One is, are you prepared to be an early user of one of these technologies? Because in many ways, the most valuable thing one of these pitch companies could get at the unconference is a set of users, of new users, for them to continue to prove their concept and clean up their systems, right? So if they walked away from the unconference with two or 300 stores that they could put on their platform, holy cow, that would be worth the trip for them just by itself, if even if they didn't get any prize money, right? So think about how you would 
become an early user for one of these companies because that's the super important thing for them. And if in the advertising two companies who want to pitch, I can say, we've got 17 self-storage companies that are willing to adopt new technologies and new breakthroughs and be your next level of uh, users, that would get a lot of interest. So that would be fantastic. The second thing that's sort of at the tail end of this is who is prepared to be an early stage investor in some of these companies. I know some of you probably are in the venture capital business to some degree right now. I'm sure some of you know people in the venture capital business. So would you be interested in investing in some of these companies? Because the other thing I can tell people pitching is if between our contacts in the self-storage world and the attendees coming to the unconference, we've got a potential million dollars that people are willing to invest in new startups. My gosh, we're gonna get people clamoring and jumping all over themselves to come pitch to us. And that's not unrealistic, not unrealistic at all, because I know many of you really try to diversify your investments and uh, startup investing is really attractive if you do it right and do it well and you know I certainly are aware of the risks and okay with the risks that you know I don't know what the numbers are five percent of the companies that venture capital firms invest in are profitable and help them cover all the costs of the 95% that didn't work out, right? However you do that math for yourself, you just got to be comfortable with that. So pretty fascinating stuff. So here's what I want you to think about. Uh, number one, who do you know who should be pitching to us? Would you like to be on the advisory group to help me find, identify, and then pre-qualify and winnow down all the, the, the folks that might pitch to us, uh, would you be willing to be an early user if one of these technologies is promising and interesting for you? Would you be willing to put up prize money to help make this really attractive for people? And then would you be willing to invest in one of these companies, assuming it meets all your investment criteria naturally, uh, big questions. This could be a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun, and make the unconference really, really interesting. Now, we'll also have some other sessions as well. We're certainly going to talk about the state of the industry. We're certainly going to have some best practices panels because best practices keep developing and maturing and falling apart all the time. And so we'll need to talk about that. And we, we certainly want to talk about the state of the industry because uh, on any given day, you might think the state of the industry is one thing or another. Me personally, I'm more bullish on self-storage than I have ever been. And you know, if you follow me at all, you know I'm sometimes the caution guy going, hey, hold up, wait a minute, <laughs> think that through. Sometimes asking people, what are you doing, right? 
I'm often that guy, and I will, I'm sure I'll always be that guy because I am uh, somewhat risk averse, and uh, also being a management consultant, I work with companies not only in the self storage world but outside the self storage world. And my first promise to clients is always one, I'm not going to break anything when I come in and work with you as a management consultant. My first goal is not to break stuff because. Yeah, it sounds romantic. Hey, let's break some eggs and make some omelets. Yeah, well, we're not in the omelet business. So if you come into a company that's big enough to afford having a management consultant come in, they're already doing a ton of stuff right. So the idea is, one, don't break anything, right? The other is find, find a good way to move, the, move things forward. There's always one thing that's going to move things forward and find the thing that's actually going to do that. It might be something very little. It might be just answering the phone differently. It might be changing a action button from red to green on your website. I don't know what it is, but so we've, we've, I, I am a very cautious person when it comes to recommending what people do with their businesses. But I think self-storage is in the best position it's ever been in as long back as I can remember. Now, I wasn't there for the RTC days. That's before my time, but I've heard lots of tales about that. And holy cow, what a gold rush that must have been. But I was there for the interruption in the world that happened after the the World Trade Center and Pentagon attacks and the plane crash in Pennsylvania during the September 11th terrorist activity. I was there for that. I saw that happen. I was also there for the great financial crisis or whatever the heck you call that thing that happened from 2007 to 2009. And actually, I was one of the first people who was banging pots and blowing whistles in June of 2007 saying, hold up, something's different, something's wrong, <laughs> something's happening, uh, which helped a lot of the people I worked with and a lot of the people I advised make preparations that helped save their tails and help them prosper in spite of all the madness that happened over those years. Uh, so, you know, I, I have a cautious approach, especially when it's other people's money, right? But still, I think the self-storage business has never been in a better position. We've never had better technology. We've never had bigger data. We've never had better data. We've never had a faster communication. We've never had a wider, broader sharing of best practices. Uh, it's just a fantastic time in my mind. Uh, with, with lots of people scaling back new development, we're also getting to a point where supply and demand is going to turn more favorable for us, I believe. Uh, yes, there are people who have projects in trouble. There will always be people who have projects in trouble. But I think if you look at the reason you got into your project, you may not be able to really say you got yourself in trouble because not everyone uh, bought a deal because they were a cash flow buyer trying to buy some stabilized cash flow that would continue to do well if rents drop 
15% and occupancy dropped 10%, right? That's not how everyone did their analysis. Some people bought a deal because they had to place capital and they had to find a place to place that capital. And so you did a deal. Great, that was successful. Did, did, are the numbers working as well as you wanted them to? Well, when your main goal is to place capital, your secondary goal is to be cautious how you place your capital sometimes. Not always, sometimes people do it the other way around. But you've placed the capital, so you were successful. Will all of those projects work well? No, because your main goal was to place the capital, right? But you did it, so you've had success. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think self-storage has been ever at a better position with the ability to run our businesses, the ability to understand our businesses, the ability to attract clients, the ability to understand how our clients and customers work. So anyway, that's the kind of stuff I hope we explore at the Unconference. Because uh, I tell you, in the 2009 Unconference, we were all talking about how are we gonna survive this stuff? What are, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna pull ourselves out of here? And what we figured out at the 2009 Unconference was that how we were gonna get out of there was to market our ways out because internet marketing was getting really interesting at that time and that's how we were gonna do it. We were gonna do it by building better websites, by understanding conversion science, by doing online rentals and online account management. That's how we were gonna work our way out of that and that's what we did. So at the 2024 Unconference, I'm sure we're gonna be talking about what are we gonna do from here? And we're gonna, again, come up with some great ideas and great solutions. And hopefully, the four finalists who come pitch at our pitch contest are gonna have some great tools, ideas, practices, processes that we could use to move on further down the line and continue to build a great industry. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this update on the 2024 Hawaii Unconference and what our plans are. And uh, forgive me for going on and on and on, but I get excited about it because one, the self-storage business has been pretty good to me. And number two, I love this Unconference. It is so wonderful. I've made so many great acquaintances and wonderful friends and seen so many great connections happen and heard about so many wonderful deals that happened at the Unconference. So I'm just really excited about all of this. So forgive me for going on and on. And uh, if you don't know about the Unconference, we hope you'll join us because it, uh, it is a special group. And if you've been, then you know, and please come back again and know that this year in 2024, it's gonna even be more interesting with the pitch contest and everything else we're working on. So anyway, aloha and take care and thank you again.